So you've committed to a dating app. You're ready to bite the bullet. You've curated your best selfies and added a group photo of you and your girlfriends out doing something fun. You write up a light and fun bio and you're ready to date. With one click of a button, your profile goes live. Now what? This is Thirsty the Podcast, putting in the work on the apps. Hi, everyone. We thought that with all of the dating apps that Heather and I have used over the past couple of years and uh, the kind of time commitment and strategy around online dating these days, we thought it would be helpful to do a good overview of some of the main basic apps that are out there, what you do with them, how much time do you really have to spend um, on these apps to you know, match up with people that you want to date. Um, I know for me, when I first made my profile go live, it was like this moment of, oh, I put it out there and now something big is going to happen. And turns out <laughs> nothing big and exciting really happens when you make your profile go live. Mentally, it feels like a big shift, but nothing's actually happening when you put that out there. Heather, I don't know if you felt the same, but for me, it's this monumental shift of then me realizing no one cares but me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what I do think about is like, I, I think I just had no idea what I was getting into. You know, I just didn't know. I knew nothing. I was like a little a little dating app baby, you know. And so there are different things I would try, like, you know, like you try different things with your profile. Like and, and part of it, like when you're when you're a woman on dating apps, I feel like you have an easier time of it actually than most other people. Like if you want to go on a date, you can go on a date. Whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. if you're a woman, you can make that happen real easy. But I know for me, like I thought about, oh, what kind of person do I want to attract? What kind of person do I want them to know, you know, that I want to come looking for me? So I think that was the part that I really kind of had to figure out was like how to get the right kinds of matches. Because if you're a woman, you can, I mean, you can go on a date, go on a date tonight. You may not have any fun, um, but figuring out how to match with the right kind of people mm-hmm. uh, took me a little while. Yeah. I think it's also hard. You're essentially like we've talked about this kind of marketing yourself and it is really hard to write a, like for me, like I'm a writer and Heather, I know you are too. I've seen your profiles and I've seen mine and you definitely do a good job of like, cause you also have humor in your writing. And I think that goes a long way. I really struggle to like write about myself and to put something out there that seems interesting. I think I'm interesting, but to put that into a few hundred characters or whatever, and you know, to get across who you are, I think is really challenging. Well, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to read. So there are two things. One, Laura and I are very different. This has been established when it mm-hmm. comes to dating. Yep. She is a Bumble and Hinge gal. Mm-hmm. I hate both of those. And I'm a Tinder gal, which I know seems really silly. But I'm going to read you what's on my Tinder profile. This is this is where we've gotten to. I used to have this really sweet little, little profile. I was like, this is what I'm into. This is what I'm looking for. And now this is what it says. Someone out there thinks you're perfect. That person is probably married to someone else. So lose the sweatpants and put on some sneakers. We're going for margs and tacos. That's mine. That's bold. That's mine now. Yeah. I know. I know. I Well, it's clearly someone that's like, I've been doing this for a year. I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what mine says. Yeah. Mine's still on like my hobbies. So sweet. Flipping pancakes and I can't parallel park and blah, 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 blah. Like that's, that's the land. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm like the sweet, nice suburban mom. <laughs> 
No, it's tough. It's tough to figure out what to put out there about yourself. Um, and you also have to get really good at taking selfies. I have learned that as well. I feel like my selfie game is on point now. I've practiced. I've worked really hard at it over the past six months. What I had before was atrocious. So that has also taken work. And I don't have pictures of me without my kids in them either. Like, so to get like group pictures, I think is really hard because all of mine have children in them, which I will not put on a dating app. I know some people like to put pictures of them with their kids in their profile. I am not a fan of that. Um, That makes me swipe left on them. Well, I don't need anyone looking at pictures of my kids when on a dating app. I think that's kind of weird. And I don't really want to look at pictures of their kids. Like, I own to look at. I don't need to be looking at someone else's kids or nieces or nephews or your neighbor's dog or whatever you're putting out there. Like, put pictures of things. Like, if you have a dog, take a picture with it if you want to share your dog on there. Or don't put other people's dogs on there. Because I also do look at the cute dogs and go, hmm. I would like to meet that dog. Would I like to meet that dog's owner? Yeah, dogs are fine. Yeah, but then you find out that's not even their dog. So. Right. It's misleading. Well, it's just like, I don't, you don't know where some of those things would go. Like, I feel like if you're on Tinder or a dating app, no, I'm not, like, you should, there should not be kid pictures on there. I'm sorry. Like, no. And like, anyone that actually puts pictures up where their kids are in the picture, I swipe left. Um, It's yeah, just not a good I can't idea. can't do that. No. It's probably a good foray at this point. Let's talk about pictures. What kind of pictures should you put on your profile? What do you need and what are ones to avoid? So, yeah, so you definitely need like a couple of good, I mean, most of the time it's selfies, right? Because that's easy enough for us to take um, of what you look like now, not what you looked like five years ago or 10 years ago. Um, It needs to be a current picture (laughs) because that's misleading. Nobody wants to go out on a date with someone who does not look at all like their pictures. It should be who you are. Yeah, like it's going to go south. Ugh, it's not going to turn. I mean, sometimes you'll see on somebody's profile, they're like, if you don't look like the pictures in your profile, you're buying drinks until you do. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, it's it's kind of valid. Like, it's really misleading. It's not catfishing, but it is misleading. Like, you need to, to look like yourself in your profile picture. So get rid of the filters, get rid of the animal ears, get rid of the old pictures and take some new pictures of yourself or have someone do it for you. Um We also talk about having like, sounds bad, but like a full body picture, a picture of you standing, a picture of you in a mirror, however, a group picture with maybe covering your friends' faces so they're not all over Tinder. Um, Put a smiley face over their heads and just have the picture be of you. Also with group pictures, you have to be able to show who you are in the group. And sometimes someone will have four different group pictures and then you're playing a game of trying to find the person who shows up in all four of those pictures. You don't even know whose profile it is. So... Yeah, but something to show, like, what you look like is important. Um, Sometimes it's fun to show something about a hobby. Or, Heather, I know you're a good photographer, so you've got some good, like, you know, Chicago city shots. I have a picture of my dog or something I've baked or, you know, things that, you know, are interests of mine. I think that's helpful as long as you have enough pictures that clearly show your face because it's a dating app. Yeah, like don't don't put pictures with sunglasses on there. They should not be pixelated. There's no reason in this day and age. Oh, I hate that. To have pixelated pictures on there. Like that's just showing you've got a flip phone and it's just no. No, 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 no. Or some people take a picture of a printed out picture also, which again, yeah. like do you not have a phone? 
I know that men don't take as many selfies as women do often. It's a stereotype, but I think it is true that women are more adept to taking selfies because we get our hair done or whatever. We take a picture, right? We do it all the time. But if you're a guy, practice a little bit. You can figure it out. Take a current picture. Learn your angles. Shoot down, not up. Like, you can figure it out. No up the nose. No up the nose shots. (laughs) I mean, I – there's probably – I think it's mostly women that listen to us, so, you know – from what I've heard from the dudes I have spoken to about this, don't go nuts with the filters. Mm-hmm. Don't use super old pics. Um, think about that. But what I would say to any men that are out there listening, I have some strong feelings. A, enough with the fish picture. Yes. I could go the rest of my life without those stupid fish pictures. Nobody, no, a dead fish is not going to make me want to go on a date with you. Mm-hmm. Like quite the opposite. No fish pictures. Just don't. I, I, If you go fishing every weekend, awesome. Take a picture of you with a beautiful sunset on your boat. No dead fish. It's not attractive. <laughs> the other thing is um, crop your pictures properly. Like we don't need to see black bars. We don't need like it should be like a regular picture. Like show me you know how to operate your phone. Um, that's the other one. But the fish is the big one. Stop with the fish. Well, I think the third one needs to be said because you do like Tinder and this is very common on Tinder. It's the shirtless pictures for men. Um, It's nice if you have a lot of muscles. Maybe if we date, I'll see them eventually. If you don't have a lot of muscles, that's fine. But I also don't need to see what it's underneath your shirt. Like just keep your shirt on. I don't need to see all of that. Are you laying in your bed? Like I don't want to see any of those pictures. Like your face. Oh, yeah. Don't do it. Yeah, no. We're laying in bed with your heads on the pillow like, uh, no. And they always have the worst sheets. (laughs) With your low thread count sheets. It's terrible. Yeah, I mean, it just shows me I don't ever want to be anywhere near that. (laughs) They're always really ugly. Like, it's bad. Well, I mean, the big thing I would say, though, is it just, it sends a message. So if you're just there to hook up, fine. Do a shirtless pic. Who cares? But if you actually want to go on dates, don't. Just don't do that because that, that tells me that that's not what you're there for. So no. So just think about that. Think about what you want and what you're, the message you're putting out there. Yeah. I don't know if this is true for women's profiles because we don't see women's profiles. But for men too, like I feel like they don't do a good job of looking at all of their pictures together and going, which one of these is not great? Because you'll see three great photos. And you're like, he's cute. And then you see one and you're like, oh, no. And then yes. I'm like, I can't. Once I've seen it, I have to swipe left. I can't. I can't go there. One bad pick will ruin it. Like, there have actually been a decent number of men like, oh, you're attractive. And they'll put one bad picture and they're like, oh, no. Swipe left. So, yeah, be careful. There is such a thing as too many picks. Um, So if one of them doesn't belong, maybe don't include it. Yeah. Have someone else check out your profile who will give you an honest opinion because I can tell you we can spot the the fourth terrible picture every time. Someone else can too. So yeah, very important. Pictures are incredibly important. Yeah. So once your profile goes live, it, it feels monumental, but quite honestly, it's a bit of a time investment to like really be decently successful, I feel like, on apps. Like, you've got to do some swiping left and swiping right so that other people can swipe on you and hopefully match with you, which is the end goal of going on the dating app. So sometimes it feels like a lot of work, time, and energy put into swiping in order to, you know, eventually have some matches come your way. Yeah. It's too much. But it happens, but it takes a while, too. 
Yeah, yeah, sometimes it takes a minute. Although I will say, you know, I think I'm queen of Tinder. I'm going to say this right you now. You do well like, I, I don't get very many matches on Hinge. Bumble, I don't get a lot of matches. Am I trashy and I don't know it? Shoot. Maybe I'm trashy. Whereas on Tinder, I, okay, like I'm going to check right now. Right now, because I do pay for gold, um, <laughs> I have 6,395 likes. That's a lot. I've got around 2,000. I'm queen of Tinder. It's a lot. But on Bumble and Hinge, it's like crickets. I guess I'm trashy. My Bumble's not good. I don't match very much right now on Bumble. But yeah, you definitely have to put in the work. And then if you're impatient like me, you'll get really sad that you're not matching with anybody. And you're like, ugh, I'm matching with nobody. This is terrible. And then all of a sudden, you'll just have this like, you know, it's like a ripple effect. And eventually your matches will start rolling in. And, you know, that makes you feel a little better about yourself and gives you more opportunity to, you know, you feel like there's a payoff to all of the swiping that you did. And then it's exciting when you remember a profile and you're like, oh, I was so excited about this one and we matched. Or who is this person and how do we match? Which means I probably fell asleep with my phone in my hand and accidentally swiped on somebody, which happens to me all the time. Although, you know what I will say, though? When you're, like, trying to get matches, don't go wild, like, swiping right on everyone. Because my feeling is you don't go through a divorce to end up in a mediocre situation. So if you're not into that person, if you're like, mm, I don't think I'm actually into that. Don't, don't, just don't. Don't waste your time. Like, you're better off staying home eating popcorn on the couch. Like, I think that's the biggest mistake that you can make is just, like, lowering your standards to the point that you match with people. And then you look at them or you start talking to them. And you're like, this is just not – no. You know, and then it's uncomfortable. Yeah. If you have to – if you're hesitating, you're hesitating for a reason and you just should – Again, these are pretty hyper-anonymous dating app situations. You just unmatch and move on, and everybody does it. And sometimes it makes you feel sad if someone unmatches from you randomly, but everybody does it, and it's just it's just part of it. And you'd rather spend your time with someone who wants to talk to you and someone that you want to talk with. So if it doesn't feel right, just move on. Yeah. Don't be a Tinderoni. Get over it. <laughs> Getting unmatched is part of the game, and you just need to be okay with it. It's just part of life. Toughen up. Yes. I mean, I also think about it like – I think about going – clothes shopping like I always think when I'm about to buy like a pair of jeans or something my feeling is I'm never gonna like it as much as right there in the dressing room Mm. so if you don't if you're not into them right there at the matching point I don't know that it's gonna get better (laughs) you know so think about it like that think about it when you take them home are you still gonna be into them (laughs) now a lot of apps have like a super like feature or I think they can call it different things but essentially like you've extra extra liked somebody And then you, I think, get put to the top of their queue of profiles that they get served. So they have a better chance of seeing you and swiping on you. But they also know that you have super liked them. Like it lets them know that you really, really like them. Um, Heather, do you super like? No. I assume every time I get a super like that it's an accident. I mean, sometimes you can get a swipe note and they're like, oh, I'd really love to go out with you. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you did that on purpose. But I assume it's an accident. I don't, I don't know. I just think that, to be honest, I think super like is kind of dumb. I think it's dumb and unnecessary. So no, I do not do it. Yeah. I do it on accident a lot where, again, I just hit the wrong part of the profile and then it goes and I'm like, ah, because, you know, it's never, and those are always the people I match with, of course. And I'm like, no, 
I don't want anything to do with you. I'm sorry. Then you feel like a jerk because you unmatched right away because I'm like, no, accident. Get me out of here. I once accidentally super liked someone that I had already gone out with. And I think they like got off the app and then got back on. That's how we like saw each other again. I like my finger twitched and I liked them by accident. And I had a total meltdown because it didn't end well before. So I was like, shoot. You know, he's going to think I like him. I don't like him. I don't want to go out again. This is so embarrassing. It's like app mishap. So awkward. But then he matched with me and I was like, oh, God, now what do we do? And you can't undo it. Dating. All right. So you can date for free. Like almost all of the apps you can get onto for free and all of the apps you can pay extra for to um, use them. So I thought I would do or we could do a little rundown of the kind of the top um, six or so apps that are out there, six or seven, and if it's worth paying for or not. Starting up with Hinge. Heather, have you ever paid for Hinge? Yes. Yes. So have I. Which is worthless. I've only gone gone out. You know, it's funny. I've only gone out with one person from Hinge in like a year. That's mm-hmm. the only time Hinge has ever done anything for me. I want to like Hinge, but it had never worked well for me. So no. Well, I did pay for it and then I gave up. I've had some good dates on Hinge, um, but it's definitely not worth paying for. All you get is you get to see all of your likes at once versus you know, you can only see them if it's free, like one at a time. You have to yes or no the people who've liked you to see the next one in your queue. And then if it's free, you get a limited number of people you can like each day. But there aren't as many people on Hinge as there are like on Tinder. So it's really hard to hit that like limit for the day. And if you do, then just you go on the next day and you start liking profiles. So it's not really a big deal if you um, run out of likes. So I don't think it's worth the money, quite honestly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Bumble and Tinder, I feel like go hand in hand because I think they're similar price and it's similar features. When you pay, you can see who has liked your profile. You can backtrack if you swipe no on someone and you want to relook at their profile again. Um, and I think that's pretty much the only features in Bumble, you get to rematch, I think, it, when the time expires, because Bumble matches do have a time limit. So you can rematch for free if you didn't um, message them within the 24 hours. So that's also with the paid version. But yeah, but if you didn't talk to them, like to me, I'm not that excited about them. So like rarely would I, I paid for Bumble once. I don't anymore. I do pay for Tinder. I think Tinder is the only one I pay for because we all know it's my favorite. But um, I like being able to rewind because there have been a lot of times where I will swipe left And I'll be like, I want to bring that guy back. And I'll bring him back and then I'll swipe right. Well, you also get, I think, free spotlights on both Bumble and Tinder when you pay so that your profile is being spotlighted for 30 minutes or something. And then you get a ton of likes. If you want to make yourself feel really great, spotlight yourself on one of the apps and then everybody's going to like you and they're not going to be anybody you want to date, but you're going to just add up your queue of people who have swiped right on you. You too can have 6,000 people like you. Um, (laughs) You know, when I first started, Bumble was the first app I ever used um, after my divorce. And I got a lot of good dates and relationships out of Bumble during that time. And that was a couple of years ago. It's been different for me now. I'm not really matching with anybody there. But um, I did like seeing who had swiped right on me because it made me feel more comfortable. You know, I was still trying to figure out kind of where I fit in things and how I felt about dating and who I was looking for. And if someone had already liked me, it felt a little bit more comfortable to kind of to like them back and feel like it was more mutual rather than putting myself out there for somebody who, 
you know, wasn't into me at all. And then be like, oh, this person likes me. Like it was definitely a self-esteem thing where it just felt nice. Like this person liked me. I think they're attractive. Let's match. So yeah. Now I don't really feel like I need that. So I, I, I am paying for Bumble and Tinder. I'm paying, I have a hinge Bumble and Tinder I've all paid for right now. Oh, wow. Big spender. I have can't, I've canceled all my subscriptions. I'm always kind of a try everything once type of person. Um, yeah. Pay for it once and see what you think. So, but I, when all of that runs out, I'm not going to re-up it because I just don't think it's worth it to, to see who's liked my profile for me. Yeah. Because you like them or you don't. Yeah. The end. Is what it is. Yeah. Match.com. Ugh. I hate Match. I think for myself, Match is a waste of time. I have seen in a year, I think I saw one person I was maybe interested in. And that was it. Like, it's just not my scene. I'll be honest. It's just not my thing. The ones I'm interested in on Match are on all the other apps. So I could just see them on the other apps and not deal with all of the really like get a lot of messages on Match that I don't like because somebody can just message you. Like some guy messaged me his phone number a couple weeks ago and I was like, no, like why? No. It just, it's weird. Um, But you can't do anything on Match without paying, which is how they get you. Because you think it's going to be great. And then they're like, well, to unlock any feature on here, you need to fork over some money. And so they get you initially because you're like, well, maybe somebody good is here. Because unlike apps where you swipe like Bumble and Tinder, Match isn't swiping. You can search and you can look through profiles. It's the old fashioned type of dating site. So it is a different feel. And I think that can feel more comfortable for people. But it's not great. However, I do have some tips for Match. Their pricing on their website and their app never match. One is always cheaper than the other. So compare. It's the same features. It's the same thing. They just, for some reason, make you pay different amounts depending on how you sign up. And they always email out like 30% off coupons. Like get on their email list and you'll get a deal anyway. And if you subscribe and then you cancel, they will try and get you back for super, super cheap to keep you on. So if you're going to try it, try and game the system a little bit, get a code and pay as little as possible for it because it's not that great, but you can't do anything unless you pay for it. So that's a good idea. Coffee Meets Bagel. You are the person that told me about this. I've never tried it. The The title is very funny to me, but I've never tried it. I don't know anything about it, but I think you have. What was your experience like? So they were on Shark Tank, if you ever saw that. And so okay. it's something to do with you get beans and you can buy a bagel and the bagel is the date. I don't really understand the metaphors behind it other than you do have like a pool of beans that you can spend on a light. I don't know. Um, So they do a free seven-day trial, which I found out, which is a great way to see the extra features. You can do it for free. And then you get limited likes and you get limited of seeing who likes you. And I'm not really sure how you get through the queue of who likes you without paying. But if you do the free trial, you can try all the features. I've only had three matches on there and no one messaged me back. So yeah. I don't know. I I, I think maybe different parts of the country, maybe. I think West Coast, it might be a little bit more popular there. But here, it's definitely kind of in Chicago. It doesn't seem to have a a lot of people on it. So, But I would see a lot of people there that I hadn't seen anywhere else. So I don't know. I I don't know what that means. But Yeah. I mean, you are going to see a lot of the same people on the the apps. Yes. You can tell when somebody has joined Bumble and Tinder on the same day because you will see them on both apps. So, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, this next one, 
this is probably my most hated one. I hate eHarmony yes. personally. I just I can't get into it. I it's so in depth, so involved. It is so serious. It is very, 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 very serious. And it is so expensive. It's really expensive. You can't try out anything without paying for it. And they also, you know what I don't like is there is a de-emphasis on what people look like, which I'm not a superficial person. I'm not. But that part's important. Like, I'm sorry. It is. Like, what people look like, like, that. that's partially going to determine whether you're just my friend or someone I want to go on a date with. And mm-hmm. You know, I just, I don't, I, and I really don't like how expensive they are. I think that creates a situation where, I don't know, like that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's too much. And yeah, it's hard to, to join something to have to pay a lot of money for it. And you don't even know who's on it. I did join it a long time ago, like 2004. I mean, a very, very long time ago when I tried it and I did like a month thing and I filled out all of the questions and they matched me because I think maybe it's changed since then, but then it's like they would match you with specific people that they felt were your type or whatever. And the person they matched me with was bragging about how he had seen every single episode of the Andy Griffith show. And I was like, great. I know. Like, this is who he already thinks that I, and I was like, 22 years old at the time. I was like, this is not okay. So I called them and I got my money back. I was out of there. I was like, no, and I can't go back to this. It's just, it's not, not good. So yeah, we can't, so we can't provide feedback on the quality of matches or how the site works, but we can tell you, you need to spend a lot of money on it to, and fill out a really long questionnaire to even get there. So good luck. No. Uh-uh. And the last one on the list is Zeusk, which... I stupidly paid for at one point and canceled on the same day, I think. So, well, I I signed up for it, but it's too okay, I'm well, you are too. Like we both are creative people who care about what things look like and Zeus the app is so ugly. I can't deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally why I don't use it. I was like, "Ugh, it's so ugly. I can't. The design is just not pretty, so I don't use it." It's like 10 day 10 years outdated. Like it looks Yeah. Date, like dated in a real bad way and I couldn't get past that there weren't really any interesting people on there and I yeah it's, it's like Atari except Atari's awesome you know like that's how old it looks one thing that's not on this list though that I want to bring up and I know it's super popular and I actually have feelings about it, is okay Cupid so that one is really really popular it does have it's got a free version that I think works pretty well and then there's a paid part that like gives you like some more targeted you know targeting (laughs) when you're trying to find a match I don't really use that one because honestly it overwhelms me I think if you like are really going whole hog at this that's probably actually a good one to use because there it's just huge there are thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people on it um I think it actually is one of the ones that has like the biggest pool on it but it just it was overwhelming to me yeah I've never tried that that. one shockingly I've never tried that one is it more like searching or is it swiping like how does it both well there is a swipe you do swipe but you can like set filters you can set like what you're searching for and then they also group it so they'll like group by location group by age group by popularity so they like have like automatically curated groups that you can click on and then click through those Mm -hmm. um newly added 
stuff like that. And the profiles, you, you are required to answer a whole lot of questions. So like that whole idea of like one thing about Tinder is people often don't put any, you know, there, it's just a picture. And that's fine because, I mean, Tinder, like there's an aspect to that that's just hookup so far. And so it's up to you whether to put a profile on there or not. But with OkCupid, it's fairly robust in terms of what you're asked to fill out. So you do kind of get a flavor for who that person is. So I recommend it. I don't use it, but I do think it, I think it's a good app. I don't use it because it's overwhelming (laughs) to me. And I have the attention span of a goldfish. So it's too much for me. Yeah. And that, you know, again, that kind of anonymous piece of Tinder and Bumble, how easy it is to make a profile, how limited information. And then my other beef with it, it's by, you know, location and people like, I feel like Sunday nights is just a bunch of people at the airport on their way out who still have their app on for whatever reason. Like, why are you sitting on a plane and swiping? I do not understand. But it gets frustrating because like people are just in and there are so many people on it and they're in and out and it's just updating based on their location and they're not using travel mode. And then you like match with people who don't live where you live versus something that I feel like it's a little bit more time investment and it's probably going to get more people who live in your area rather than somebody coming through. I know the joke during Lollapalooza recently in Chicago was that there wasn't even worth swiping because <laughs> don't even there's too many people in town just for that. And it was messing up everything. Yeah, so. they were getting busy for sure. All right. So once you've matched with someone, now what? What do you do next? You get excited because that's always a nice feeling to see you have a new match and you hope it's somebody you want to talk to and not someone you accidentally <laughs> swiped on. Done that. And I think technically the – so, you know, if we're talking about Bumble and Tinder as kind of our main apps that we're most familiar with or use the most, like Bumble, the women have to start the conversation. There's a 24-hour time limit on it. So it definitely puts the the onus on us to, quote, unquote, make the first move and send something out. Tinder, I've read that Tinder etiquette is whoever is the second one to swipe and make you match is the person who's supposed to start the conversation. I didn't know that. But as we know, that commonly does not happen. Yeah, I've read that. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard that before. Yeah, Tinder etiquette, it exists. Right. It doesn't often exist. There's not a lot of etiquette there, but... Well, I've been doing that wrong. Um, that's supposed to be the rule. However, my experience is mostly that I'm the one... Like on Tinder, I feel like men never start the conversation. I always do. Do you? Yeah, I don't know. I think I do both. Like, uh, I have no problem, like, reaching out first. Like, apparently there's this whole thing about, like, who reaches out first and people think about it. I'm just like, I don't even – I don't even do that. Like, I just, like – if there's a match, I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, (laughs) I don't know. Like, I I, I don't know. People make things so complicated. Like, you like each other, so why are you weird about saying something? And, yeah, sometimes people don't say anything back, but – Whatever. Who cares? Don't be a tenderoni. Like that's the answer to most issues. Don't be a tenderoni. Get over it. It's really okay. When you get a match, do you still like say, you know, our phones are in our hands so much in our lives, I feel like. So phone's in your hand. You see you get a new match. Do you respond then? Or do you like act really cool and like wait a little while before you like initiate conversation or respond back or whatever? Well, this is how I feel. Like I'm in a point in my life where I'm dating in a real way. I'm not like just going out with people. And I feel like if you meet someone and it's real, I I don't know, like I feel like those kind of rules don't apply. So like if someone matches with me and they send me a message and I happen to be available and want to say something, then I do. If I'm too busy or don't want to say anything right then, I don't. And I just make it that simple. Like I, I don't, I think people make that stuff so complicated. I mean, I have game. I think I have game. 
you know, like I will send one message. I don't – like some people text too much. Some people say too much. They're a little too fast with things. Like I've got game on that front, but I also do what I want to do. If I want to talk to them, I talk to them. If I want to wait to talk to them, I've got – you know, we're all busy. If it's in the middle of the day, I'm probably busy, you know. So most of the time I'll respond at night. But I don't know. I think people make that stuff way too complicated. I really do. So if you've got – if you've got game – what are your good opening questions? I feel like you always have good ways that you start the conversation because some people don't like they it's you get the how is your day? What are you doing this weekend? Which is fine. But it's like kind of generic. And it's not like, it's probably a question that they're asking to everybody. And I feel like I would like somebody more interested in who I am in particular. So what kinds of questions yeah. do you ask? Well, it's kind of tiered. Like if I matched with someone that didn't have anything in their profile, like I was just like, oh, they're hot. You know what I mean? I just want to see if there's something there. Um, That's hard because, you know, what am I going to ask about? So I do appreciate it when people put a little bit of something on their profile. Like give them something to ask you about. Give them something. Something that you like to talk about. That's my first thing. But sometimes they don't have anything, you know. Um, So I will usually start off with what are you what are you reading right now? I like to ask that because honestly, I know myself. I'm a huge reader and I – Like, I'm probably not going to be – like, if someone were to tell me, oh, I don't read, I'm not dating that person. So I think that's a good question to ask if there's not much in their profile. That's a good question to ask. And it also kind of bets for me if they're the kind of person I'd be into. So I like to ask that for sure. Um, If they do have something on their profile, I always ask something in there. Like, or if there's something in their profile, like, oh, I saw you have a dog. What's your dog's name? How long have you had them? What kind of dog is it? Just one of those questions. You don't want to ask more than one or two. But I usually try to, like, pull something out of their profile or pictures and ask about it. And if they've got nothing, I'll say, what are you reading? Yeah. I like it when people have the two truths and a lie prompt on their profiles because those are always usually pretty funny. And it's a really good conversation starter because you're asking, you know, is this one the lie? And it usually sparks off, like, good conversation because then whatever the other two things that are truths are usually pretty interesting facts about themselves. And that usually leads to good conversation. So I like that one. Although I'm going to say I'm going to flip it around, too. Like, make sure you put something on your own profile that someone can ask about. Like, something interesting. Well, I mean, I guess maybe don't listen to me because, like – Although I am queen of Tinder, sometimes I have stuff on there that's not um, like, for example, I used to be a shopper. And so there was one question I answered on Hinge that said I once bought underwear for JLo, which is true. You know, like if, just put something on your profile that's interesting or funny that somebody can ask you about or start a conversation. Maybe it doesn't need to be about JLo's underwear. But, <laughs> you know, think about something that you care about or that you're into because if, if you're looking to actually date someone to get to know them, they're going to want to ask you about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they don't want to ask you questions, you shouldn't be going out with them anyway is how I feel about it. Yeah. And definitely also makes you think about what you're putting on your profile that it is comfortable topics to talk about or that you're not putting something out there that you don't expect somebody to ask you about. Yeah. And don't put stuff that like, like, you know, what makes me, I mean, this does make me laugh. Sometimes people put things on profiles like love to laugh, love to travel, love good food. It's like, yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Most of us do. You know, like maybe try to avoid that stuff. Love sunset. Travel is a good one to ask about, though, because I feel like it is a fun one to, you know, what's your best trip you've gone on or what trips are you looking forward to, especially as people have kind of reopened their minds of maybe thinking about traveling again. We'll see. Um, But that's always a good like, you know, do we have common places that we both would like to go or do they have a big, you know, milestone trip planned? Do they like to go hiking or do they like to go to a city? I feel like you learn a lot about somebody through kind of what their travel plans are. So 
Well, and also think about like, don't be wild on there. Like there've been a lot of times I've seen someone like, oh, they look interesting. And then I'll read their profile and they're clearly angry or desperate. And they'll say things like, if you're this, that, or the other, swipe left. If you're, you know, and like, it's like, it's almost like these things and like, oh, wow, you're, mm. so just be careful about that. Like if you've been dating for a while and maybe you're in a season where you're a little jaded and cynical, don't put things on your app that broadcast that because nobody, nobody wants that. I don't want to go out with that person, you know, so think about that too. Like you don't, it, this is not like Google. Like, I'm sorry, it's not. We live in a digital age, but dating apps are not the same as Google. You can't just like put in your search terms and pull up the perfect partner. You know, like that's not how it works. All right. So uh, once you've matched, once you've opened up the conversation and you found someone who responds back and is engaging or interesting, um, one thing to remember is that because of the pandemic, like we've talked a lot about Zoom dating and how we like this whole idea of Zoom dating sometimes if you want to decide it. if you would like to move to in-person dating. Um, but almost all of the apps seem to have pivoted to a, a nice um, in-app feature for video chatting um, because virtual dating, they wanted people to be signing up for these apps during the pandemic. And the only selling point they had was that you could do it, you know, really easy virtually until we could all be in person again. So that is a nice tool to have, especially if you're newer to dating and you're not comfortable with taking something from texting to in-person. The in-app video dates are easy. You don't give out any personal information and that's a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So one more. This is a hot topic for me. I have a lot to say about yeah. Laura now. So at least Bumble and Tinder are the two main ones where every time you open up the app, your location changes on your profile. And so anyone you're matched with can see that your location has changed. It's, it's tough when you have started dating somebody and you all are still on the apps and you're still connected and you can see that they are opening Tinder wherever they're going and it can make you feel a little uncomfortable and drive you a little bonkers if you think about it. Heather, thoughts? Yeah. So my big advice is once you start dating someone and if you've been dating for a minute, but you're not exclusive, unmatch them. Like you just, you're going to drive yourself nuts. Like this happened to me with a couple people I dated because like we'd been dating for a while, but we were not exclusive. We were openly and honest about dating other people. I didn't need to see he was logging into Tinder wherever he went multiple times a day. No, just don't. It'll make you nuts. It made me nuts because I was like, what's he doing? And then I would realize he was like on there a lot. And and like, it's just not good. It's not good for anyone. And you don't need it anymore. You probably exchanged real digits at that time. So just go over to the phone. Unmatch them. You don't need to know what they're doing. You really don't. Just focus on you and that person. <laughs> uh, spoken from one um, ridiculous redhead to others. Don't do it to yourself. It's not good. Now I unmatch people. I'm like, like one person we've, we've been on like four dates. I'm like, I just want to let you know, I think you're great. I'm going to unmatch you because I just don't need to, I, I'm like, and I'm just open about it. I'm like, I'm nuts. And so you're dating a nuts person and I need to not be, have access to that information for our, uh, for us. It's for us. This is really for our, uh, our well-being as a couple. I need to not know that stuff. Yeah, I have two recent stories about this. One, I have a date, a first date tomorrow that I'm kind of excited about. And his goal now is to get mentioned on the podcast in a positive way. Oh. So if if 
Yeah, so if he continues to listen as we go on, I think he'll know who he is. Okay. I don't know if we're going to date after tomorrow or not because you haven't had an in-person date yet, but you're getting a mention. Um, okay. But, you know, we just matched. We've been texting. We have a date plan. We're still, you know, matched on Tinder. And he's out of town right now. And I saw that his location changed. And he's like 120 miles away or whatever. And I'm like, took a minute. I'm like, we haven't even met in person. He's allowed to do that. And I'm doing, like, obviously, I'm still swiping on apps because that's what we're, that's what people do. Like, so... You can't expect somebody to do what you're not willing. Like, if you're still swiping and meeting people, you can't begrudge someone else for doing the same thing unless you are in a, an exclusive relationship and you have those boundaries in place. Like, otherwise, don't do it. Um, you can't care about it until it's a real thing. And I don't care about it. Like, he, this guy can do whatever he wants to do. But it does make you feel kind of funny because, of course, you want to feel like you're so amazing and great that they don't even want to talk to anyone else. And it's like, no, we're all still dating and doing our thing until it becomes a real thing. But so just don't even look is the moral of the story because it just messes with no. your head. My God, I'm and all riled up. No. <laughs> the other the other thing I have, so I just went through, you know, a breakup of somebody I was dating for like four months and we are still connected on the app that we met on and neither one of us has unmatched. But we have still, we're speaking a little bit after this breakup. And he noticed when I had changed my pictures on that app when I started dating again after the breakup and then was giving me advice on which pictures um, that he liked and that, oh, and he was noticing when I was changing or rearranging pictures and then letting me know he had seen it, which is not good. So we need to unmatch because no. clearly that's not okay. So maybe that's tonight. Maybe that's tonight's task. I don't need your feedback tonight. That would be good. Although on the other side of that, like I had one time where I dated someone for a number of months. We broke up um, and I had like, I don't know, like for what, like I had turned off Tinder and rejoined or whatever. So he kept popping up because Tinder's like, oh, you'd like this guy's like, I know, I know we already dated. <laughs> um, and it just kept serving him to me over and over and over. I just swipe left, swipe left, swipe left. And then there was one night, this is not a joke. It ser Tinder served him to me eight times in the space of like an hour. Oh. And I actually texted him and I was like, I just have to tell you, you've been served to me eight times. And I was sending him screenshots with the time code. And he was like, just give up, just swipe right. And so I did. And then he swiped right. And then we had like some jokes in the chat. <laughs> and then we had a fight and don't talk anymore. <laughs> oh, no. I know who that is. But yeah, there's that too. People you dated that they'll pop up in the apps. And it's like a little stab in your heart. That's how I feel. Like, because there'll be people, because like people I date, I'm like, oh, and then we break up and then I see them on the apps. And I'm like, oh, hurts. It hurts. Yeah. I don't like it. It's not a good feeling. Not a fan. So yeah. But moral of the story is if, if you're dating someone and you've met them through an app, Make the decision to unmatch because you'll drive, drive yourself crazy. If you break up, unmatch because you'll drive yourself crazy. And if you see their profile pop up again, it's probably best to like hide it or just feel weird every time. I hate swiping through and see people I've dated because I'm like, dated you, dated you. Duh. Like it's hard. <sighs> so it's it's a big small world sometimes here. I feel like with. Yeah. Some profiles you'll see only once and some it's somebody you've dated and you see it 20 times and it makes absolutely no sense. So, God. so aggressive. I think overall our, you know, my big advice here is 
put in a little bit of the work if you want the payout. I think that's anything in your life. If you want something good to come from it, invest a little bit of time in it. It doesn't mean you're desperate or sad or anything else. It means that you're investing the time in finding somebody that you connect with and want to go out with and, you know, let yourself pay for the occasional app to see if it's worthwhile, but do not become a slave to paying too much for dating apps because the payoff really isn't that great for you. They just try and convince you it is. Yeah, that's true. Well, good luck out there to everyone out there doing some swiping. Um, Swipe well. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Still thirsty? Check us out on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and thirstythepodcast.com. Say hi, send a note, Share a story with us, because sometimes life leaves you wanting just a little bit more.